Hi, my name is Anissa Telwar Kaker. I'm the founder and CEO of Anissa International and Anissa Beauty. And what I love about beauty is after 30 years, I can really still experience that beauty is about confidence, it's about empowerment, and it's definitely about creativity. And that is what I still love about beauty. From New York City, you're listening to Beauty Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Hi, this is Abby Wallach, and I am hosting today Beauty Is Your Business with Anissa Telwar, the CEO of Anissa Beauty. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to see you today and hear about your incredible 30-year journey in the beauty industry. I'd love for you to take us down the path of how you began and where you are today. Well, I think beginnings are funny, right? So never really what we expect. I never thought I would be the designer, manufacturer of makeup brushes. When I started, I was in an import-export business with my family My mother had become a single mom after my parents divorced, and I really dug in to help her being the eldest. So I learned about international trade, the import-export of products, and that gave me an insight into consumer products, which I thought was interesting. And then I met this gentleman, and his family focused on cosmetic brushes. He was from Korea. We met in Nashville, Tennessee, which is kind of crazy. And then I, at 21, he was 25. We started to work together. So how could we sell brushes together in a different way? And what I realized at that time was that a lot of men were working, you know, with the beauty industry and selling brushes, but the men weren't really using the product. They weren't using the brushes. So I didn't understand how they could sell them. So how are you going to be so compelling and convincing? And they weren't taking the the makeup products and pairing them with the brushes. So that's what I started to look at. So how do you pick up a powder? What's the best way to lay it down? What kind of fiber would be needed? What kind of head shape? And this gentleman and I, who we were partners for about 15 years, really got into it. I think he was more technical. He was about the product design development. How do we actually make it happen? And I was about this marketing story to bring something to life that hadn't been spoken to. And at the same time, I got really lucky because the Bobby Browns of the world started launching, Mac started launching, Trish started launching, and everybody wanted a lot of brushes. So that is how I learned about brushes. The difference between powder application, cream application, eyeshadows, face shapes, what women wanted or didn't want, and what artists wanted, what makeup artists wanted, which was very different than the everyday consumer. So that has been the journey. And so then I really was able to get into product development design when I launched my own factory. So this gentleman and I had a 15-year partnership. We had a good run. Then we separated, and I built my own facility in China in 2003, which I never thought again I would ever do in my life. It was a need. It was through adversity because I wanted to continue my business, and I wanted to own the creativity and the intellectual property. So it is now 18 years later. We have two facilities in China and we're still going, and people still want brushes, which I love. Wow. I mean, I'm, I'm in the fragrance business, so I know exactly what you're talking about and all of those pain points that go with it. So it's, it sounds like you've had this incredible journey, and I'm sure you've learned so much along the way and have taken different opportunities and evolved over this 
lifetime of creating the future of what the brush category looks like. It is a very unique category. It's not something that I'm deeply familiar with. I am as a consumer, but I arrived home from the Emmys over the weekend to this wonderful box of fantastic product. And I'd love for you to share what I found very, very interesting. I have it right here that you categorize your makeup brushes with your makeup brushes and then your skincare brushes and then your brush cleaners. And I think what's so compelling about that is you're telling a story literally on the box, but the general consumer may not realize there are all these different opportunities to use brushes. So I'd love for us to dig in a little bit to each category. Let's talk about the makeup brush In particular, you know, where do you sell these brushes? How are they unique? And why would you use the makeup brush? And what does that mean to the average everyday woman or man when they're putting on their makeup? Yeah, so it's a lot to talk about for me because I have so much, right? There's so much I know about. First thing I want people to understand is a good makeup brush is made by hand. The head shape is everything to application. The way the head shape is formed, the way the head shape reforms after you apply or after you clean. So the brushes that I have designed in my own brand are really focused on easy application, quick application, fiber that's flexible, it's gonna breathe. You can kind of make a mistake if you're heavy handed, which we all can be with makeup. And Then there are some intricate type of innovative heads that will make it easier for you because contouring seems so, to me, scary sometimes to think about contouring. What what do do you mean contouring? So I I created a brush that'll make it easy for you to contour. Highlighting, how do we apply highlighter? You know, these trends that really are very accentuating and they don't just have to be a trend. They just don't have to be a YouTuber who can do this, like an everyday woman can do this if she has the right tools. So that is our makeup brush line. And the thing for me is that I've been always making brushes for someone else, for another brand, which is still the bread and butter of my business, our private label wholesale. And what I learned was that a brush has to pair with the right product. And that's why my current partners value us because we really ask those questions What is the foundation that you're using? Do you want it to be a sheer coverage, a medium coverage, a heavy coverage? Would you like to be able to build upon the coverage? So asking these questions to ourselves, what do we want to look like? What do we aspire to look like? How long do we want our makeup to last? How much time do we have? It's really important that we know what we want Based on what we want, we got to make sure we get the right makeup. Is it a tinted moisturizer? Is it a heavy coverage? Is it luminescence? Do we want to look more mattifying? Do we need it to last all day? What do we need and want for our lifestyle and to feel empowered and confident and that we can achieve that? So once we know the makeup we need, then there are brushes that should perfectly pair. Yeah, that's so interesting. So And I'm, of course, like a makeup junkie, right? Who doesn't love to play with makeup? And I have since I'm little. But I wonder, you know, the average everyday girl putting on their makeup, if they actually think about this, because just listening to you and receiving this incredible box, and I have tons of makeup brushes because I've worked with, you know, everyone in the industry, 
I'm wondering if you're out there educating on a regular basis to share your knowledge, because that's really seems like it would be the key to not only building your brand, your personal brand, but how much, you know, when I think about the landscape and beauty and I look at the every brand out there, everyone has makeup brushes. Is anyone actually sharing that knowledge? Because that seems to be a very critical piece to the application of your makeup, right? I work with a very close friend who's a makeup artist at Good Morning America, and I'm fascinated when I'm in her makeup chair. She'll make me up for certain events, and it's always very interesting. I watch what she's doing and how she's putting on the makeup and which brush she's using. Is there an opportunity? Are you educating the customer in a deeper, more meaningful way to help them use your product? So education is everything. And that's, again, why I started my own brand, because it's difficult with my current customers to, like, we can support their education, but if it's just going to go on the box of the brush, you know, how are they going to put it on their website? What makeup artistry information are they going to share or not? And to me, a pro makeup artist and an everyday consumer are going to have very different techniques and very different needs. And you need to, with if you have brushes, you need to support both. So what you just said is kind of the bane of my existence right now because I want to educate. And it is very complex to get in front of all demographics. Like I'm a 55-year-old woman. So I want to talk to my age group because she will understand, she will feel comfortable with me, she won't feel insecure with me because I can share my knowledge and I'm not judgy because I'm not an artist. It doesn't matter. I just want to help her put on a little concealer, put on the right foundation, start to add some blush in, you know, like do your eyes, like, but do it in a way that makes sense. So there's going to be no judgment. Now there's women much younger than me that they need someone else that when they look at them, they understand. So that's why the influencer marketing platform can make so much sense. And what I do is I really want to find influencers that are educators though. It's not about like, Hey, look at me. I'm really cute and cool. I appreciate that. There's a purpose for that. I want someone who really knows how to educate women, all the different foundations that are out there. And why would you use it? How would you use it? So for this next year, because we've only been in business two years with the brand This next year for me is about education. Oh, I love that. That's so great. Because that's when I open the box. Well, I don't know. That's another conversation. Because as my mind is going, I'm thinking, okay, so how is she going to build this platform around the education piece? And at the end of the day, I mean, when you're in business for such a long time and you have such depth and knowledge and you know this business intimately, there's so much to tell and there's so much to share. And it's so important that it comes from you. And then how do you scale that, right? How do you reach the customer? How do you reach the industry? I mean, I'm sure many of your clients do this on their end, but I'm thinking back to all of my years in beauty and I'm saying I knew a little bit, but I didn't know enough. So maybe, and I would read, but you know, who has time to read, but I love the way you presented all of your products. It's great. I really, I hadn't, I have not had enough time to play and read because you know, it's been crazy, but I'm going to, and I just love, so right now I'm looking at this angled concealer brush, you know, like what is the angled concealer brush? And I love your packaging that it's so easy and playful and the colors, you really did a very, very beautiful job here. So this concealer brush, 
So concealer brushes usually are flat. They'll be flat and they'll be small because, you know, for an artist, that makes sense. A makeup artist who's doing your makeup and under your eye can have that kind of technique that is like a masterful artist that is really going to make you perfect. But for us, we need to move fast. And so that's why this concealer brush is a little bigger. It's like a finger because I know a lot of women are applying concealer with their fingers. This fits in the hollow of your eye really quickly. You dab and you swipe. You dab and you swipe. The point, if you have any kind of blemish, is going to help you dab onto that blemish. And this is going to work in the product much faster. You would press into the hollow of your eye, like you press first, right? Because we have hollows, right? You press into that hollow where it's darker, and then you press, and then you just swipe, and then it's going to blend, and it'll go right under your eye line or your lash line, and yeah, and you're done, and it looks normal. So that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> so no, I, lo I love that. First of all, the texture of these brushes are beautiful. Everything about it. It's very luxurious. I don't, we'll talk about price point a little bit later, but I'm just curious. So, you know, when you're using these different brushes and what I love about your packaging is that you're very thorough in your education and you're telling exactly what it is. I think there's so many brushes out there. Nobody knows what to pick, what to use. They're just there. So they grab, you know, it's a like grab and go. But this is interesting. So it's your angled concealer brush. And I think that that you're telling the story and how it's, you know, it acts like an eraser. Dark circles, blemishes, redness, be gone. This is your new secret weapon. Everybody needs a secret weapon, right? We all need something. I've had experiences where I've used brushes for my, not concealer, but my foundation. And sometimes it'll be a little streaky. And I'll be like, why is it a little streaky? So is that maybe about the bristles? Because your bristles are very beautiful and they're very, very very soft. Are these, what are the bristles made from? Everything we do is man-made. I got out of any kind of animal fiber in 2017. So everything we do is made from a synthetic fiber, but not all synthetics are the same. And this is the technical aspect of brushes and how you extrude and how you shape and how you dip it. That's why we wanted to emulate animal fiber. We want you to have the same experience, if not better than what used to be. And so, and also because now foundations and formulas and concealer formulas are so much more advanced, like the products we have in our hands, they are fantastic compared to what we used to use. So they need better technical tools and they need better technical fibers. And that's what I feel like we've created. In this business, in this area of brushes, are there a lot of competitors in the market that have done what you're doing, where you've branded, your, where you have your private label business, and then you've, you have a brand that's new, pretty new in the market. Is that unique to this area of the business? Yes. And, you know, some, a lot of brands, we still work for a lot of brands. And so they're going to get our fibers. They're going to get our sustainability message. They're going to get, you know, the right type of supply chain. I feel, you know, in the world that we live in, that you could be more transparent. No, I don't like a lot of brush manufacturers. I don't know how to say this, but you know, yes, we manufacture in China. I've manufactured in China for 18 years, but because I am a U.S. owned manufacturing company, the regulations, the compliance, the audits, you know, we have to have an open door policy. You know, we're not perfect, but however, we have to be really much more in the front line. You'll have a lot of manufacturers in China that don't have to do that. And so based on that, they may not have a need to launch their own brand, right? We had a need because we want to tell the story of making a brush the right way. And 
the other idea that I had was that skincare brushes, because skincare is everything right now, and nobody really wanted skincare brushes. It makes sense to me because you wouldn't really put your foundation or your concealer on, or you shouldn't with your hands anymore. Why would you use your hands to apply skincare when you could have the right head shape, the right fiber, the right tool that could evenly apply, correctly apply, maximize, you know, your investment in your skincare. And so this was another reason why launching my brand and other people may not want to do it is that we had a lot of innovation. I had so much innovation that I couldn't get out the door. And I was starting to feel like this frustrated artist. I was becoming pretty mean because I was like, I want to express myself. And so this is my expression. <laughs> you know, this is my thing. And I really want to show people what's possible and they can poo-poo it or they can take it. But it's lovely having feedback. I am a designer and based on feedback from the consumer, then I will do what we do better. And I wasn't getting the direct feedback. So I don't know if another manufacturer needs that or not, but I needed it. Right. I think it's such an interesting, I mean, it really is a category in and of itself. You know, as you were sharing that applying foundation with your, or concealer with your brush. I mean, a lot of people don't use a brush. They just put it on and they're out the door. They don't know the techniques or the way to do it. And there is so much to explore in this area. It could probably take 10 years off your, you know, for us, where I'm the same age as you, it could probably take 10 years off your, your face, right? It's really just the application. It's how you apply it. I think that's very, very interesting. Like if you wake up in the morning, you haven't had enough water, you haven't had enough sleep, which most of us in the world, the environmental stuff that we have coming at us, you know, just nonstop, our skin needs a bit of a second skin to look more alive, to look more awake so that we can be more present and not worry about what we look like. And it's good. You know, it makes a difference, I think. Well, I also think because we're in a moment of with the pandemic and so much has happened and everything is disrupted, supply chain, retail, everything has changed, period, right? So now you go into a store and you want to try on your makeup and you want to, you know, who doesn't love to play at the makeup counter and have someone put a pretty bra, you know, it's an experience that we've all enjoyed over all of these years, but it's changed because now you're thinking well, we know they're clean, but you don't know with what's happened, right? So there is a little bit of a fear factor out there because you don't necessarily want to be at a counter using other people's brushes, even if they're sterilized. How, you know, you don't know, really. It's great. You should have the um, Anissa set to be on the go to take wherever you need that. You know, as I'm thinking that through, these are things that people like us need to think about for the customer in general, right? How do you protect them? in this world of viruses and flus and things and COVID and all that stuff. I don't know if that has come into your thought process because of what's happened. I mean, everything you've said, it's our customers are really trying to figure this out. But I think what you've said is truth is that things have changed forever. We may not want to walk in and touch anything anymore that's been touched by someone else. And that's okay. It's a little sad. It's a little sad. I mean, whatever. Who thought about it? But I'm just saying, you know. I mean, I mean, we've all had to deal with it. There's not one person on this planet that, that doesn't know what this feels like, right? So we're all in the same boat. And to me, that's why education, like what you said, is everything. So how do we help women when they're shopping, having a shoppable experience, which is probably going to be online more so than not? How are we going to help her get the touch, the feel, 
okay, like I can sense what that's like. How are we going to help her pick the right makeup so that she can feel like that color would work with me? Wouldn't it just be on like put me in a software? Like they still want an intimate experience. They still need someone to help guide them. This is why we have what we have right now where people do have influence, where people can build trust. And how do we create trust again in these platforms so that people can feel like, okay, I can trust her. She knows what I'm going through, or he knows what I'm going through. And he's really showed me all my options instead of just like a money-making opportunity, which is, yes, that's part of it, but we need help, right? We need help. And we need to find these platforms that are going to assist us with our skincare, our makeup, our nutrition, or, you know, that's why you have so many apps now, right? That Headspace, Noom, Insight Timer, like these things are amazing for our wellness. Well, we need it for makeup too and skincare too and supplements too and CBD too or whatever. We're like, who knew there was so much to learn? Oh my God. <laughs> but we want to learn. I think all of us want to learn. And we, I mean, we're all self-diagnosing, which isn't the best thing. And so like, you know, I want to get into certain things, but I'm of the mindset right now. I want a teacher. So who is going to be my teacher? And I think it's okay that we find these people. I couldn't agree with you more. I think we are in a moment of education, of really pulling out the experts who've created brands that have deep insights and knowledge and in all categories, you know, from in every aspect of every industry. It's just so important because there is a lot of misinformation out there. My husband's a plastic surgeon, and when he started his practice 25 years ago, it was always about the education aspect so people knew you know, what was real. And there is a lot of misguided data that you really have to be careful in the health industry, in every industry. And for people like you who have a depth of knowledge that really know, and now you have your own brand to share that with, I think it's super cool. I mean, I love the idea that you created these skincare brushes. So we talked a little bit about makeup and you know, who doesn't love great makeup and to play and look beautiful, right, at the end of the day. But the skincare brushes, that's an interesting discussion because I don't really know, and I'm pretty well versed, I don't know anyone who focused on skincare brushes. And what does that mean? And what does that look like? And how do you implement that? So tell us a little bit about that. So for me, the premise is first, you know, clean skin. And women right now with Clarisonic no longer on the market and like I think women over clean, over exfoliate, they're scraping their poor skin, which then has to make up for it. So, you know, we have biome, microbiome on our skin that is healthy and doesn't need to be removed all the time. And so I created a cleansing brush, which I feel like is really gentle and effective. So everything I want to talk about it, I want it to be gentle, but it needs to be effective. So, and the, we need to see results, right? For us to continue doing it, we need to see and feel a result. So the first thing we created was the cleansing brush, which is super cool. It has a detachable head. So you can clean the head when you're done. It is gentle and effective enough to clean your eye makeup. You can take it in the shower with you. So that is one thing. Then I started to look at fibers and head shapes, your moisturizers, your serums, your gels, your mask, everything we designed in the skincare collection will product pair. I started using skincare brushes. It took me a minute. It's a new habit. I'm not saying it's an easy thing to add into your life, but once you do, you start to see the benefit. And it's really about 
putting something into that product or pumping onto a fiber or head that's not on your hands for initial. Now, if you want to apply and then massage in with your hands or your knuckles is what's probably better. Sure. Go for it. You know, that makes sense to me. You want to touch your face, but to me, create a bit of a layer of the product that's evenly distributed all over, not in your hairline and appropriately under your eye, around your mouth. And then you can massage it in to touch your face. I'm not saying don't ever touch your face, but when we apply product, let's try to start using tools first. And we also created my little treatment tools, which are super fun. I have this Zamek little that we call the magic bean. So, you know, of course, where we're starting this little podcast and I can't do anything electrically, right? I can't get my earphones to work. I was stressing me out. I didn't get to meditate this morning, so I take... Wait, is this it? What is it? I got so much stuff. This is so much fun. I really need like an... Oh, so what is this? I know. Well, this is your magic bean. Okay, so let me just say what it looks like. Let's talk about what it looks like because we're on a podcast so they can't really see it. But we have a Zamek tip, which I love Zamek, which is a very cool feeling. So it's cold on your skin. And then this super... It looks like a mushroom, actually. It looks like a little mushroom. Yeah, it's like a kidney bean, and it fits around your eye. So what I like to do is I press it because, it, like you said, it's naturally cooling. You do not have to put it in the refrigerator. You don't have to put it in the freezer. And so you can just press it into the inner corner of the eye. It fits perfectly, and that is just going to relieve any inflammation. It's going to calm you down. Then you can press it on your temple if you want. It's just calming. You can now press it around your eye. Anything that's inflamed on your face that feels a little hot. And also I like to press it onto my wrist if I'm a little stressed. Then give it 30 seconds or 15 seconds and it's cool again. So this can be by your vanity. This You can travel with this. I put it on the plane because I get a little anxious now. So whenever I'm starting to get anxious, I use my magic bean to calm me down. And so it's wonderful. Oh my God, this could be, a, it's like a lifesaver. This is great. I love this. I mean, I just really dig it. So that you could use it with or without product. Then the other one is the drop. The drop has that beautiful like oval with the tip. Oh yes. And what is that? So this is like squishy on top. So it's a really cool like silicone material. It's not going to absorb anything. So what you have to make sure is your skin's super wet. So if you use, like I use sprays, I use these oxygen sprays or a toner, anything that's really watery or liquidy, you apply it to your face and then the drop will spread it all over evenly. That's my favorite toy. I can't even tell you. It is so good. Yeah. These are like makeup toys. They're like makeup toys and they're small enough to have with you. Yeah. I think I need a whole shelf in my, on my it vanity works. for all this stuff. I'm going to like make a whole, all right, I'm going to send you a picture because there's so much to really use. Yes. And once I know you better, I'll tell you a secret about the drop, but not on this podcast. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to talk later. So now let's get to this. So this is like a roller. So rollers I've seen around and this, what is this about? What does this do for you? So I'm into amethyst. I mean, I've always been into stones. Now they're so trend forward, but I've been collecting, you know, crystals for 30 years and amethyst is something I've always resonated with. So this is a amethyst roller with raised ridges. It is small enough to get into more intricate areas. When you roll, you need to go one way not to go back and forth. I would start on your jawline. Like you can, you do your jawline and you go up towards your ear. That's a bit of lymphatic drainage. And like, again, your, your age and my age, we're losing collagen. So we can have a bit of sagging. So this just allows you to have a bit of a lift. 
Then you can go up on your cheek. You can go through your 11 lines. You can roll it across your forehead, just wherever. And you can use it again with and without product. You can wipe it, use water to clean it very fast, very easy, great to travel. And to me, it's about this idea, belief is everything. And if we believe these products, these actions we do to our face are improving us, and we do a bit of a, like a meditation I was thinking like, you know, when I'm applying my makeup, when I'm applying my skincare, what am I thinking? So when I use my roller, I use my bean, I use the drop, I'm going to have a positive thought. I am lifting, I am moving toxins, just, but something positive. So I want people to really think about self-care. It is a ritual, but our mind has to go with it, you know? So this gives you moments. This gives you moments to have with yourself to hopefully create positive conversations. Very compelling. Very interesting. So I love all of these little treats. I'm excited to explore and really dig into this great beauty box of brushes. And then you have your brush cleaners. Now, I I know from working with so many of the most incredible makeup artists in, in the industry, cleaning your brushes is so important. So, and most people probably don't. I used to throw all my brushes and like uh, take like a whole hour and clean my brushes. But I can't tell you I did it all the time because we're all busy, right? So I know it's important because of course today with sickness and taking care of and we all want to be clean, as clean as we can, we're all scrubbing. What do you suggest on the brush care? Because it everything that you're doing in my mind is a system, right? You have your makeup brushes, you have your skincare brushes, and then you want to clean your brushes because you've traveled, you've been in different environments. What would you share in, on that front? Because that's another whole education. A hundred percent. So I don't want to be judgy, but I will ask women, do you clean your brushes? And most women don't. I understand it's a huge commitment to clean your brushes. They will actually throw their brushes away and buy new brushes. And so that's what I want them never to do with my brushes because my brushes are an investment. They are going to be long lasting and your brush is your friend. So we don't want to throw it away. So to clean a brush again is a big ordeal because if your brush is, you got to clean it, you got to use water. It gives you downtime. Your brush won't be ready the next day. Sometimes it might not reshape exactly. You're worried what it's going to do to the brush. You just don't want to deal with it. I totally understand. So we created one thing that has no water. You can use it every day or you can use it weekly. It's a quick dry, like a dry clean for your brush and your brush will be ready to go. It's going to remove any surface oil and dirt and it really breaks down the makeup because the other thing is women may not know if your brush is not clean, it's not working well anymore. It is going to cause this streakiness. It's going to add back contaminant to your skin. Your makeup is not going to work. So they need to clean their brush, especially your foundation and concealer, anything with a complexion. Please try to clean it at least once a week. Use a, you know something with no water. And then the weekly or the monthly clean is that deep and dirty where you're like, let me pull it all together. Let me get the water going. We have a little polishing pad that's going to really break down the soap that we have created, which is a shampoo that's gentle enough to even clean your skin, but it'll break down the makeup. You can use the polishing pad to work it in, get the excess water out, and then let it dry. The skincare brushes, you can clean daily with water or wipe it down. That fiber dries really, really fast. Makeup brushes, it takes more time to dry. But the thing is to understand that we need to clean our brushes, I think is the first. And not to throw them out unless you've bought brushes that are meant to be disposable. 
okay? But this adds to our landfill situation. So why don't we invest in good brushes and take care of them? That's my premise. So what is the lifespan of a makeup brush? My brushes could last for a very long time. And a lot of brushes have, like there are people, right? Artists that have the same brush for 25 years because they've taken care of them. And so we will hope that my brushes, I think if you really, really take care of them, they could last for, you know, four to five years and even longer. It depends also on trend. So maybe a trend will change that some of the shapes may need to be revised when it comes to your complexion or your eye, but they should be able to last. Eye brushes could probably last a lifetime because you don't use them as often, but your foundation brush, because you're using it every day, every day may last a little less longer. But again, if you care for it, it should take care of you. Well, I think that's the whole premise of your passion and your purpose and your mission as the CEO of your brand and your private label business is to educate people about what they can do and how they should do it, which is really pretty exciting to hear about this new way of thinking about it. Because I know people like us who've been in the industry for a long time probably do, but most people, the general consumer probably doesn't. So it really is an opportunity. There's a huge opportunity to educate. So at this time in the show, Anissa, I'd love to get to know a little bit more about you on the personal side. And I'd love you to share just a little bit about how you spend your free time fun and time when you're, you probably work 24 seven because we all do, but <laughs> give me a little bit about the personal side of you. Yeah. So, uh, the personal side, you know, when before COVID was travel, you know, I, my husband is British, so we would have, we have our home in London, which we just got to go back to for, you know, after two years, but I really love that experience. I'm a traveler. I've been a nomad all my life. I know it's been nice to stop, but I crave new experience, new locations. I just love it so much. And that's my, you know, I think that where the inspiration comes from and the lifeblood and the stimulation and, you know, art and theater. And I really, really do love it. Like it was sad in COVID, no theater, no galleries, you know, like I took for granted how much I was being exposed to and how often, because I would get to go to Asia. I went to Europe, the different coast in the United States. And then there'd be a trip to somewhere like a new place I'd never been before. And so that is something I will always, I hope, love. And now it's also about alone time where I started meditating about five years ago. And now looking for this practice in meditation, self-care, and time with my husband, of course. Like last night, I didn't go to a client dinner because my husband and I didn't get any time. We've been in New York and we didn't get any time together. So really looking at respecting the life balance that I need to have in my marriage and for myself and my dogs. I'm a big animal lover and I really love my dogs. I don't have any bio children. So my pets are like my life. They're my heart. So I, I feel blessed in a lot of ways that I can definitely have a little bit more layers to myself other than just work. And I do crave balance now. Work can be overwhelming, and I want there to be a lot more to me than just about the grind. And I need my team to experience me also in a human way, which I really want to bring more to the table. I'm wanting to evolve my leadership style to be more compassionate, to also empower and build new leaders. So it's taking some work right now, and that work cannot be done with others. It has to be done in solitude, or it has to be done with, you know, teachers or, so that's what I'm working on right now. That sounds wonderful. Can you share 
with our audience where they can reach you and find you on social and if they're interested in learning more about your brushes and your company? Thank you. Yeah. So I have my own IG, which is the real ATK. So I'm working on, you know, that kind of exposure and the kind of underpinnings of the DNA and foundation of how I've built this business and what I'm learning every day. So that is my social. And then we have the Anissa Beauty uh, Instagram, which is great and really talks about the products and the brushes and our, you know, user generated content. And so I love that. That's also uh, something that we are focusing on. And again, through the website, which is anisabeauty.com. We are going to work on this education piece. It is everything that we need to commit to being a brand. And I hope we can do it in a way that will make a difference for people. Well, it's been so fabulous meeting you and learning about your journey and your mission. And I can't wait to experience all of these fabulous, wonderful brushes. I will take some time and I'll take your lead on the meditation. I have to get back to that myself. And I'll spend a little more time playing with the makeup just because you sent me that awesome box. So I thank you for that. And it's been wonderful getting to know you. This is Abby Wallach signing off for Beauty Is Your Business. This has been Beauty Is Your Business. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2021. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network. And find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening.